Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Brad, I see that they have changed the show times for uh, for Fantasmic already. Not only changed them, but changed them for the better. Yeah. Which, uh, which honestly, when I f- when I first saw that the show times were changing, I was like, "Ooh, how? Which which way is this going to go?" But uh, they added a lot of extra shows. Yeah, it was additive only. Pretty good, I guess. I guess they have learned in the last whatever week that they, you know, doing two shows a night is is actually doable. Yeah, not a- and and that they have enough of a crowd to support two shows. Which yeah, I guess that's true. To me, kind of felt like a no duh sort of thing, but I guess you you didn't know exactly what was going to happen. Though, I, I mean, you surely you had to know there was going to be a huge, like pent up demand that would lead to very well attended shows initially, right? Yeah. Well, and I think they had the two shows for for on the schedule for a while and maybe they were just to you know kind of gauge that demand and attendance and stuff um but this is also only through january 7th so you know they're not like committing to two shows a night for a year they're committing to two shows a night for two months yeah and i'm and i'm good with that i'm happy i'm happy to have it yeah i do think it's interesting that so the way that they did it is november 17th through december 3rd uh, they've added a 7.30 show, essentially, because it was originally only at 9 p.m., and then you still have that, uh, what, December 4th, no shows thing, which I guess is a private party or something, and then December 5th through 25th, again, with adding the 7.30 show, but then the 26th through the 7th, they're adding uh, an 8 o'clock show and then doing a 9.30 show. Like Yeah, so they I had told- the 8 o'clock, and they're adding 9.30, which is crazy late right exactly that's what that's what i'm trying to i guess i haven't looked to see i i assume the the park was already planned to be open that late or something but then why did you have an an eight o'clock show you know what i mean because the the other dates had 9 p.m shows and so adding a adding an early you know so they already had one at the end of the day but then you had one at eight and the park was going to close at 9 30 I don't know. It just it feels kind of weird to me. Though what I do like is that will free you up during your trip to be able to go and do Fantasmic uh, and Fantasmic again if it if that's really the <laughs> what you want to do. And knowing you, it's it's always a possibility. But you could also do Fantasmic and do uh, you know the the fire you know the Jingle Bell Jingle Bam or whatever it is this year uh, holiday show as well. Yeah, I think maybe the 8 o'clock was them kind of just testing which times work better, too. Yeah, whatever whatever it is, it's odd. But yay, uh, there are more show times. And I, I was extra happy to see this because over the past couple of days, we've seen these weird extra shows. You know, so there was one for DVC members. Uh, what I guess within the last week, yeah, it looked like it had like 50 people at it. That was crazy. And then, and then I think, uh, as, as we record on the 13th, um, either last night or the night before last, 
there was like a last minute annual pass holder viewing as well. Well, and I think that the was, DVC that was one, just for annual pass holders or something. I think the DVC viewing had like eleven hours notice. Like there was right. yeah, hardly no, any they've, notice. They've all been last minute notices, and so you know there was there was some part of me that was a little bit concerned that they were going to, you know, still have two showings, but the second showing would be some sort of like exclusive. If you've done this other thing showing so i'm i'm glad to see that they've gone ahead and put two shows on the books for this and you know i guess if they god jeremy i i feel a little gun shy saying things like this i guess if they wanted to add a third show for doing that kind of stuff more power to them but i and here's the here's the reason why i say that i'm gun shy about that okay everybody there was a time when brad said you know what if they're going to continue to add extra magic hours, if they're going to continue to have them, and then on the days that they don't, they're going to do these paid things, then that's, you know, that's fine. I I guess I'm okay with them doing that. And then we see what has now happened to extra magic hours. And, you know, strangely, all the paid things are still there. So that's, that's the only reason that you hear that bit of hesitancy in my voice. So let me be clear. As long as they stick with having two shows that everybody can go to what they do with any additional shows more power to them well i think three shows would be a little rough on the actors you know like that's a lot. oh yeah i'm not saying i'm not saying they should do three shows by any stretch but if they if they want to more power to them and, and i know i know you're welcome all of you disney execs who have been wondering if you could do it and you feel so much better because I just gave you permission. Because <laughs> that's that's what it is, dude. They they listen to our podcast and they wait and they go, well, Brad and Jeremy give us Jeremy. Do you give them permission for that third show? You have my blessing. Okay, there, there you go, guys. You have your you have your blessing. You've gone two shows. Go three shows. Go crazy. Just do all all day, all day shows. Start at eight a.m. Just do shows until nine p.m. And if you happen to be an actor who performs. <laughs> On Fantasmic, Jeremy's home address is. Oh, there's an error in the podcast recording. So, Jeremy, not only are you going to have the opportunity to see two shows of uh, Fantasmic, but you're also going to have an opportunity to see a, another limited time spectacular with the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind Holiday Remix, because it starts. The day you arrive at Walt Disney World. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I'm bummed out that I'm not going to get to experience that attraction uh, in its original form. But, you know, I'll, I'll at least get to do some part of it. And, and the, the weird thing is, having never been on it and never seen, you know, basically on Total Media Blackout for it, I don't know anything about it. And I don't know how it... You know, how the holiday overlay will work, what parts of it can be overlaid, what parts of it, you know, can't be, what could change, what couldn't. Like, my only experience with the holiday overlay, I think, is the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland and Jingle Cruise. So, that's all I have to go off of. And so, it'll be interesting to see when we get there how holiday-y it really is. And I, let's be honest, we're we're both hoping that it's better than jingle cruise i mean <laughs> you you and i differ on our opinions about um 
what haunted mansion holiday or what is it called haunted mansion holiday yep okay cool i got it in one uh but yeah jingle and again yes i know jingle crows is supposed to look like a cheap overlay dino land is also supposed to look like a, a roadside attraction you can that doesn't make it can, right uh, you can put lipstick on the pig but that doesn't that doesn't make it okay um yeah they i will be interested to hear exactly what this holiday remix consists of because i will tell you they have the potential to go pretty far with an like it could be as simple as they change the music which i i mean they're pretty much saying that's definitely going to happen right but they could also do more to it in multiple areas so i i will i will want to hear exactly what what all this entails but i I mean at the same time like you i'm and this is what we've talked about before with holiday overlays i'm a little bit bummed that you're not going to have an opportunity to experience the original attraction and that you're only going to get to experience the the holiday overlay yeah well and i guess when i get back we can talk about it because you've done the original version you know the quote og version and so you know what that is like and so i guess when i get back we can talk about the differences because i yeah i want to know what i missed or what because okay so what i do know about guardians is that there is a lot of video and that the cast of guardians of the galaxy you know recorded the video and i'm wondering did they record a holiday version of the video stuff or if it's just going to be a music change or whatever. So uh, it'll be interesting to talk when I get back about what exactly is different. Yeah, and like I said, they have the they have the opportunity to take this to multiple levels. So I'll want to know what level they took it to. I do kind of wonder if if there will be uh changes involving the guardians for the holiday part just because like year one we're already doing a holiday overlay you know so that to me feels like it has been in the plans the entire time oh for sure and and so that feels like the sort of thing where you would shoot additional video to uh to to take advantage of that i guess but i don't know i I just i wish there was some way that they could do holiday overlays where and and Yes, for Guardians, this wouldn't work because virtual queue and all of that stuff. But I wish there was some way of doing holiday overlays where you had the option to do holiday overlay or not holiday overlay. And for something like Jingle Cruise or Haunted Mansion Holiday, like that's completely impossible, right? The amount of time that it takes to set up and take down those things is not insignificant. But if you're doing stuff that's music and and video ostensibly you could change it around pretty regularly right yeah i mean it could be as not necessarily exactly like a star tour situation but you could say like uh oh what did they do in california um the tower of terror where they had a different you know basically tower of terror in the dark but i right. mean that was that was a s- switch flip you know that was just a you know let's do show mode b now and they could do show mode b you know, as long as there isn't a a change in the roller coaster vehicle or whatever. Like, if it's all, if the whole overlay is video and audio based, then yeah, you do mode B and go for it. Which, which is now making me think, Jeremy, 
as Disney continues to add holiday overlays, number one, the the thing that you and I pretty consistently harp on, and so I'll bring it up again, why is there not a holiday overlay of any sort for Sora? Because that just, that feels like it should be easy to do a holiday overlay on. You know, like, change it so that you're visiting the, the North Pole or something like that, and and you go over houses that have lights on. I don't know. There's there's got to be something there. I feel like that's the same reason they don't randomize it though. Is there's some there's some part of Soren that's difficult to do. And they really seem to be hesitant to change the the way they do it. I don't know if the technology they used originally was like very esoteric and difficult. Or what, but they really don't seem to want to change up the Soren show because it took them a long time to change it to Soren around the world, and then they've done absolutely nothing with it since then. Right, so. but they took it to Soren around the world. They made it digital. I mean, you could even you could even keep the ride motions the same. You could probably even keep the the scent um, what cues the same. And just change the video around those things and have a, you know, so that all that you're changing is the projection and it would still work. I, I think, I don't know. I, I, I suppose I should be careful what I say because there are plenty of people who regularly tell me how I should be able to accomplish something. And, you know, it's just a field in the database or whatever, to, to tell me how easy a change should be for that's, me to make. And that's I'm like, two lines of code, Brad. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what? You're saying this should take about an hour? No, it should take about a week. So maybe I maybe I shouldn't assume. It's just it feels like that would be a win. But then the other one that should be just a win, Jeremy, and they can do this. I know. I know because they already use multiple videos. Why is it that during the holiday season, we don't get to vi- visit Kashyyyk for Life Day on Star, on Tours. Star Tours. Well, and I was going to say, when you're talking about Soren and, you know, it's digital and you could keep all the movements the same, what I'm wondering is how linked are the movements to the video? Because, you know, you would you would have to create a way for the movement of the attraction to to smoothly change between video and Mm -hmm. on star tours that's easy because you have the every time you move into a different scene you have the hyperspace thing but with soren you don't necessarily have a one second video clip that's playing between those scenes and so i wonder if that's the reason because they couldn't you know transition to a smash cut and then uh oh in when you're at the eiffel tower or at the North Pole, you're supposed to be for the video banking right, and but you came from, you know, uh, the Arctic Circle or whatever, or from California or wherever, and you're banking left, you know, and and how do they negotiate that without having a thing where the ride vehicle resets to you know point zero, you go through the the whatever transitionary video and then you emerge in your next location. I just for Soren seems like a much more difficult attraction to do that with. And I, I wonder if that's why they don't mess with it because the motions are not only much bigger, 
but uh, the video is is seamless in a way that Star Tours is not. Right, but I'm I'm not saying that they should be doing randomized video for the holidays. I'm saying an entirely separate video for the holidays that is just as planned out as the current video. And in fact, oh, okay. you know, it, it's a one-to-one, like where you would bank right on the current soaring around the world. They just, they have you banking right in whatever they're using for their holiday version of soaring, right? You're just, you could, you could just be visiting places that happen to have more holiday stuff going on. You know, or even visiting the areas that they're that they are going to. Now, I, I guess you know when you go visit the elephants, all of them having Santa hats on, mm-hmm. might not be as impressive as you would think. Though I would like to see it personally, uh, but I, I, I just see a way where you could do that, where all of the all of the cues are the same, and you just run a different video in front of it. Yeah, I mean, I think that that would be the only way to do it. But I, that that would be easy because again, if you ride on Soren around the world, I would say eighty percent of it is CG anyway. Like Soren over California was very clearly filmed on a hang glider, and Soren around the world is mostly a fully digital thing, and so it would be much easier to create another show that uses the exact same motion cues as the current show. I don't know. I would be I would be interested to see the see the data on that. I think there is definitely more CG in uh soaring around the world, but I feel like the CG is added into actual scenes. Like I don't think that the Great Wall is a CG scene, but the you know the the kite and everything very clearly is. Knowing right or or when you're flying through the uh harbor and you've got the what Sydney Opera House over there I don't think that that's all CG but then you've got the you know the plane flying at you or whatever that's very clearly CG. And there's like a whale in one scene that's very clearly right. CG. Yeah, that's that's also very clearly CG. Knowing um, what I know about filmmaking and the mm-hmm. the process of making a movie it is usually easier to take a filmed element, recreate it in, recreate it digitally, and then add in your, you know, whatever CG element you want to. So I, I am willing to bet that it's mostly CG, even if that is just recreated from the film. But I don't, obviously, there's no way to know. But it just, it feels a lot more artificial than Soren Over California did. Yeah, somebody somebody add us with the soaring over soaring around the world. Is that what it yeah. Yeah. Somebody soarin add us over the, and around California plus the world. Yeah. But soaring around the world, but mostly America. Yeah. That, that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think that's what they call it. Ooh, what about a ho- <laughs> holiday overlay for things that for for things that'll never get a holiday overlay? What about a holiday overlay for Muppet Vision 3D? Yeah. Fu- <laughs> That's a that is a that is a place that no, on Muppet like, Vision would be fun. That would be a fun I, holiday I, overlay. I I I honestly like that that started off as a joke, but as I was saying it, I'm like I kind of really want to see a holiday overlay of Muppet Vision 3D 
because that is the sort of attraction that if you said, hey, it's got a, you know, it's Muppets for the holidays or whatever, like that would probably draw more crowds to it, which is a good thing. And I would love to see the Muppets doing holiday stuff. Yeah, I think the the only change, like as as being totally logical, the only change that gets made to Muppet Vision 3D is a way to get that human actor out of there. Because Muppet Vision 3D, aside from the uh, what's that what's that character's name? Um, oh my gosh, I can I see him, Sweetie, Sweetums, yeah, Sweetums, Sweetums. Um, other than Sweetums coming out, uh, that is a totally. That that show just runs itself, and so I think like lo- logically the only change that gets made is getting rid of that element of the show because otherwise it can just kind of run. Uh, but because my vision 3D has been there forever, and they man every every time you get to the end of the show where they where they blow out the wall, yep, and the fire truck so starts good. going into the. <laughs> going into the park and you see the way the people are dressed and the balloons and all that stuff and you're like whoa yeah yeah this i mean is a different that's a that's a different you know what that's not disney's hollywood studios out there that's disney mgm studios yeah. out there i am vamping for time while i look and see when muppet vision 3d first came out because i have that's okay no it'll be the editor's problem idea. to fix this 1991 was Muppet Vision 3D's big debut. So, yeah. So, like well, I said, say that's it with not me, Disney's Hollywood Studios out there. That's Disney 30, MGM Studios out there. 30 years ago. 3-0. That's when Muppet Vision... 31. 31 years ago, Muppet 31. Vision 3D. Yikes. So, yeah, those are those are people in early 90s clothes with the big old Mickey balloons and... You know what? I I crazy. take it I take it back. As much as I would like to see the holiday overlay for Muppet Vision, the safest thing for me to say is that nothing get done to Muppet Vision because I don't know that I want the the eye of the Disney people on Muppet Vision 3D right now. Yeah. Well, and I think if they do an, a holiday overlay, they take the opportunity to get Sweetums out of there. Because that yes. that is a yeah, person they, who they, has to they do all the things. Yeah, that's a person that has to come out on cue and do acting, and then you know leave the leave the set. But yeah, I I cannot believe Muppet Vision's thirty one years old. That's crazy. I don't. I by the way, for those of you who are wondering about our not safe for magic show, Brad has no clue what person Jeremy is talking about. I just know Sweetums uh, gets, you know, has to come out pretty frequently. Not sure where Jeremy's getting the whole person thing from. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. So, it, to just let's let's continue down this route. Um, 1991 to 2016, Streets of America, and then it became Muppets Courtyard for two years, 2016 to 2017, and then 2017 to now, it's been Grand Avenue. I don't know that I remember the change from Muppets Courtyard to Grand Avenue. Wasn't that at the same time as, uh, yeah, because that was when they added like the uh, baseline and all that stuff. I feel like I feel like the change from Muppets Courtyard to Grand Avenue was we don't want to what box ourselves into only Muppets stuff over here because we're we we just want to 
be we want to be freer than that sort of a thing that that was the impression that i got when they did the grand avenue but i'm pretty sure grand avenue was the same time that baseline opened and all of that hmm. yeah it also i think uh coincided with galaxy's edge too so i guess that was a good time for them to just kind of make that a a non non muppet specific area since it it butts up right next to galaxy's edge right there's just there's just some muppet stuff in this area but it's not a Muppet area, even though there's a, there's a lot of Muppet stuff in this area. I mean, there's a bathroom. Mostly. There's a restaurant, and there's an attraction. In a pub. Not Muppet-themed. Oh, yes. Well, no, no, <laughs> but not a, not a Muppet's pub. That's right. what I'm saying. Right. So, for anybody who doesn't know, there is a treehouse, or was, I guess, a treehouse in Disneyland that Walt designed, and it was like a legit place where you could just go and climb around in this treehouse. Disney announced that the treehouse is returning as the Adventureland treehouse, and it actually looks pretty good, and I kind of like appreciate a place where you can you know, go into this kind of, I don't know, dwelling, and find all these little Easter eggs and, and fun things. Uh, I think it's it's neat, and it's funny to me that you know the original one was themed. It was themed after the the Swiss Family Robinson, you know, and then essentially it still is at Magic Kingdom, but then Disneyland they replaced it with this Tarzan's Treehouse thing, which I mean, honestly, I'm not you know we we know Brad's feelings on IP and taking away old attractions and all that kind of stuff, but like. Tarzan does kind of work for that. So I get what they were going for there. But it's interesting that they chose to, like you said, to go and say, because I, I guess there's, I almost feel like if you were going to, in the current climate of Disney and how they do things, if you were going to open a treehouse or you, you were going to refurb a treehouse, it would be, something from the tree area of Zootopia. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what the tree I, I'm like just racking my brain for most recent Disney film that included a tree area in it. And that's the one like Groot. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Explore to Groot. the top and, and, and he's just like, I am Groot. You're, you're in my tummy. <laughs> right. Groot ticklish. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> but yeah, that that they would choose not to do something like that is is really surprising. And I don't know, it's kind of promising. Now, will we see, you know, that the Adventureland Treehouse is actually secretly designed after something, some IP that they just haven't announced yet? Maybe. But at least for now it's it's not it's not IP driven. Maybe it'll be like and, the uh, what is the uh, Tower of Terror in Shanghai? Is that the is that the High Tower Hotel? Maybe it's uh, that's the High Tower Hotel is Disney Sea. Maybe it's some. It may new, also be Shanghai, but maybe it's some new thing where it's like uh, Thomas Adventureland and his it's his treehouse. I mean, honestly, if they if they wanted to do something, it, you know, and and who's to say because it's not built yet. But they could, you know, do some stuff with SEA and all that stuff. Uh, 
you know, because that has strong Adventureland ties to it. So I could still I could still see them sneaking some nods to things in here. But yeah, I'm I'm super happy that it's not just overtly uh overtly what IPified, which it I, I honestly like that's what I would have told you was gonna happen prior to prior to seeing this news come out. So yeah, this is I mean like this is good news, I think. But I don't I don't know what it means for Magic Kingdom's version and uh gosh, the embarrassing thing is I cannot remember I have done Swiss Family Treehouse before, but I can't remember the last time I did it. And I thought it was closed. So it's clearly a very popular attraction between the two of us. I mean, I do think it was closed at some point for like <laughs> refurb or something. But uh, as we were talking, just to make sure that I wasn't making an idiot of myself, I did go and look. And yeah, it, it is showing that it's currently open. Uh, so, you know, I guess on your next visit, you can go check out the treehouse and get a feel for the stuff that you could send your kids to do the next time you the, go. The flip side of that being you were making sure I was making an idiot of myself. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I always you. encourage you. I always encourage you to be an idiot of yourself. Just just don't make me the idiot. <laughs> I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at MissingTheMouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, have a nice day.